Greetings, Game Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This is podcast number 95, and I am your podcast commander, Joseph Martin. With me today, I have Anna Bernarski and Diana Gray. Please introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Anna Bernarski. I'm a staff writer for GameCola.net, which is still dead. Hi, I'm Diana Gray. I am a rather lazy editor of GameCola.net and also resident fangirl. And yeah, what Anna said. I don't think you're, you're really being that lazy if there's nothing to edit. <laughs> well, I was lazy do. before. It's like saying you're like, ah, I haven't raked the leaves in forever. And it's like the middle of June. And it's like, <laughs> of course you haven't. There's no leaves on the ground. <laughs> well, I was lazy before and I'm still lazy now. <laughs> so Hopefully soon when you're listening to this sometime in the future, people listening to this podcast game, Cola, will be off its hiatus but for now we're still podcasting away and we'd like to open up similarly to how we opened last time though with a bit more information because our very own anna whom we talked about last time has played that deponia game we talked about yay Yay! so tell us about that and was it all that we imagined it to be which was i think for our particular podcast crew a video game it was it was a video game. Whoa. No way. I know. I was amazed, too. Yeah, um, last month I was not having a good time, and Paul told me that there was some good news coming out the following day, and he sent me the trailer for Deponia Doomsday, which is the fourth game in this series, and I'm not going to spoil anything for the uh, original three, but this game kind of didn't need to happen, but it did anyway. <laughs> Unless people were just pissed off at the ending of the last game, I can kind of understand, but at the same time, it's just like, oh, oh god, why is this happening? But yeah, it was pretty good. It was a video game. It happened, and then it was over. So, like, you say, like, it didn't need to happen. Do you think that, like, detracted from the story? Not really. It didn't really detract. It just, it was one of those things that probably didn't need to happen. Because, like, sometimes when, with, like, a TV show where you hear, like, oh, it was supposed to end season five, but then they kept adding more seasons. So it's just, like, and it sort of ruins the closure of the last one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did the fact that they continue after the third one ruin the closure of the third one in any way? Or you think it's like uh, the third one's still fine? No, it it didn't ruin anything because literally what happened, Is this basically what? everything you did in this game ends with it being like whatever happened in the last game is going to happen again anyway. So basically nothing has changed. Okay. But it, it was still a good game. I got it almost immediately after it came out, and I was kind of forced to do all the puzzles by myself, and I felt like <laughs> smart, because I rely on walkthroughs too much. <laughs> but there weren't any walkthroughs. <laughs> there were some, but they were like very, very sparse, and only went over the first part. Oh, well. But, but I did find another one where somebody had done the entire game. Do you think they're going to do Deponia 5? No. Oh, I, you- I hope they're done. They should make Night of the Rabbit 2, because that they left that open for a sequel as well. <laughs> I just replayed it, and I was like, oh god, they should make a sequel to that one. <laughs> but yeah, the Pony of Doomsday was pretty good. Some of the puzzles, like the end, like when you got to the end of the puzzle, it kind of played off like, well, somebody else took care of it, so you didn't really have to do that at all. And like, oh. I don't know, I feel like that's just like the kind of tone that Deponia takes. I know, but at the same time, it's just like, why? (laughs) Very cynical. Yeah. I've seen the first part of Deponia, so I have a general idea of the tone. Yeah. I have very carefully kept it blind for myself, just in case I decide to play it blind someday on my channel. Good. (laughs) I know you want me to, Anna. I do. I really do. So, Anna, how would you rate the four games? As a or rank? Um, Rank is what I meant. How would I rank them? Like, oh, in order? Yeah, in preferred, not chronological. I would actually put it in chronological order for my rank, because I really liked the first game. The second game was pretty good. Well, hmm. I think I typed the first and second game for first, and then third and fourth after that. But they're all good. I like them. I hate the main character. He's a Sure. That's the point, though. I that's know, like, I know it like is, but it's the fundamental philosophy of. I um, 
I bought the first game for three people from one of my friends, for my boyfriend and for my sister. And my one friend was getting through it just fine. My boyfriend was just like, I can't go on. I hate him so much. I'm just like, it's fine. Just just keep playing. He's like, no, I hate him. I'm like, do it. Just play the game. And he did. And he liked it. It's really interesting awesome. because like a lot of the time people are always like, oh, you've got to make a main character that's really identifiable and that people will relate to and want to project onto. But that doesn't seem to be the case with Deponia at all. Yeah. It still works. Mm-hmm. And that's just interesting. I wonder if there's like almost something cathartic about doing the selfish things that Rufus does, but like being able to say, oh, but I would never do that in real life. I hate Rufus because he's doing this. Yeah, I mean... I don't really want to look into it too much because I'm, I'm actually one of the I'm actually one of the people who's played this, all the games, so I'm just like, oh god, what if that's true? <laughs> Something cathartic about that doing that thing. I'm just looking at all the achievements I haven't gotten in the original trilogy. I'm missing fifty. I'm wow, not, that's a lot. Not fifty, forty. I'm missing forty. Sixty-five out of a hundred and five, and I'm missing twenty in the fourth game. So sixteen out of thirty-six need to work on that but yes good games i liked them you recommend deponia to our fans yes i would um if for nothing else the art and the music are really wonderful the puzzles are kind of more difficult than they should be at times but otherwise they're all pretty good and when you say puzzle you're talking about like adventure game puzzles of like yes. what item works on this not like professor layton puzzles yeah not the not professor layton puzzles um inventory type puzzles i think that's a pretty that's a pretty important distinction i think yeah it is especially with like games that are coming out that are really focusing on those like little puzzle things like um the witness i think is that is that the one that's like just an island of puzzles i haven't heard of that i actually don't know i think that's the one i think that's you're talking about I haven't played it. I've just heard lots of people talk about it. All right. So is that is that all you have to say about Deponia? Yeah, that's all I've got to say. <laughs> I'm looking up the witness now because I'm curious. Don't look up spoilers. That's the thing I hear from everyone. Don't look up spoilers. Diana, what have you been? What have you been up to in terms of video games and playing them? Well, I've been pretty busy lately, honestly. But I obviously have been playing Dandelion for my channel, Did, which is. So- I'm sorry to interrupt you right at the beginning. But Go for it. I, for the longest time, I think... How long has that game been out? Uh, for a while. For a while, right? I believe. Yeah, I bought it a long time ago, and I just never... Hang on, actually, I can probably look it up. I see when Because, like, I guess I saw that it, like... Because it's got the... It's got an anime manga style, <laughs> right? Yes. Right. So, like, I think I saw that and just assumed that the title wouldn't be an English word. It was released so the, in 2012, answer the to your question. longest time in my head, I think I called it Dandelion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and who knows, it could be. There's never really any, at least as far as I've found, and I've played through one of the endings and not the rest. There's really no reference to dandelions, Does that... except for... Things that you find in the game. Does that work with the um with the spelling? No, I don't. Let me. I'm gonna. Dan. Uh, yeah. It's oh. I uh, yeah. Dandelion. It's, dandelion. It works. It could dandelion. be dandelion. <laughs> I'm gonna call it that now. <laughs> See, I have the opposite problem with. I think it's Neon Genesis Evangelion. Or yeah, Dan- I know what we're talking about. I used to think of it in my head as Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> I think I did too. For or like a a while at least. And in in Pokemon, I, I'll let you get to your thing in a second. I'm just gonna finish this bit out. But um, in Pokemon, there were lots of ones like um the move reversal. You know, yeah. where you do damage based on how much damage or how little damage rather you have left. I called. I thought it's it can't be like it must be some weird Pokemon move name. So name. So I called it Reversal. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I'm sure there are a bunch of other Pokemon. Oh, yeah, there was, like, Vermilion. I called Verlamon. Um, I think I did one? that, too. There was another one. Oh, I think it was... What's the name of the grass-type city? The city with the grass... Oh, Celadon. Oh, yeah. I called it Cledian. I don't know where the Cledian. L came from. <laughs> I guess I moved the L up front. Yeah, you moved the L. I moved the L. 
I called it Cledian. Because Celadon, Celadon wasn't like a word in my head either. I didn't know what that meant, so I guess it didn't stick out. All right, that's the end of my story. Language is weird, anyway. <laughs> Words. Words are hard. So, so uh, Dandelion. Dandelion. Yeah, how's that um, going? <laughs> uh, it's actually going better than I thought it would. Um, I was expecting it to be really difficult to keep all those stats managed, but it's actually going extremely well. And now that I've said that, I've probably jinxed it, and I'm going to immediately screw up in the next video. But... It's been going awesome, I think. Admittedly, I've only played one ending of the game, and then, but I'm not calling it blind because I am using a full guide uh, because it's actually a really difficult game if you don't know what you're doing. So to raise your stat, it's a stat-raising game for the most part. You have to keep stress and pressure down while you raise femininity, beauty, and art skill. And um, also you have to interact with the animals. <laughs> one of those things is not like the other. <laughs> Femininity, beauty. How well can you draw? Uh, well, she's an art student. She's a business and art student. So Why is it business a stat? I don't know. She doesn't like business. She actually doesn't like business yeah. at all. So, is it yeah, like the long live the queen kind of hard? Because long live the queen um, is hard. Yeah. I don't think it's quite that difficult as long live the queen because I honestly still haven't gotten through that game. I I'm going to help you so do that one too. But I am going. I'm also. I'm going to be doing the same thing. I'm going to be using a complete walkthrough for that game as well because I've gotten most of. I've gotten most of the bad endings, but I don't think I've made it through the whole game to get the good ending. But um. And Diana, for people who weren't here for the last podcast, what's the yes. what's the premise of Dandelion? Okay. Neon Genesis Dandelion. <laughs> Dandelion is basically about this college student in Korea who is studying business, and I don't think she's actually studying art. She's just a member of the art club, but she really likes art. And she's basically just really sad and really down with her life because she's about to graduate and she's feeling a lot of pressure to go and get a good job. And suddenly, randomly, these five animals just appear in her room for no reason whatsoever. And she ends up deciding to keep them. And so it takes care of them. And then you go through her life doing activities and raising relationship points with these animals, which is the hard part. You have to know what they like and keep them happy while you're trying to keep yourself happy. And then uh, eventually when you hit the 1st of September, these animals turn into attractive men. And that just happened actually in the video that went up today, actually. So it was a good moment. <laughs> so yeah, and now um, I have five men living with me in my apartment in Korea. And um, I don't know what they do with their time, honestly. <laughs> They I just, just come. Do they just, they just hang, hang out, out in the apartment? Like, um, well, some days you come back and some of them are not there. So I don't know if they just decided to go explore or like had somewhere to be. <laughs> like, I don't know, but they're not always there. So it's actually kind of funny. Like, where, where, did, where did they go? Like, are you just walking out around in town? Hang out. Also, but, also, if they were animals at first, like, how did what what like what transferred? Like, because like animal, most of those animals don't like live nearly as long as people do. So, uh, like, you only have them as animals for five months, I believe. Right, but like they when they when they turn into people, like like oh, they can like just five they can turn years old. That will no, they just they they just turn. Turn back and forth at will. It's it's a how magic old are thing. They? Joe, come on. How old are they? This is important. I don't know. Probably around the same age as you. Uh, maybe Gian is a little bit younger, and by a little bit, I mean a lot. Probably. Like, so, what, how old would you be as a senior college student in, oh, senior in college Korea? Twenty-one college student. College. I see. They're probably around twenty-one, twenty-two. Yeah. I would. I don't know if it's a. We are of legal drinking age because he even went out and got drunk on a Tuesday. Well, that, that's how I'm gonna that's be. That's, 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 oh, well, that's not the same in Korea, anyways. Never mind. They're in college, then yes, they they are at the legal drinking age in Korea. Yeah. So she was like, "Oh, it's the weekend. I'm gonna go out with my friends." And I was like, "Girl, it's Tuesday. What are you talking about?" <laughs> that's that's your class day. next week. I'm like, "Good job, man." My twenty-first is on a Tuesday. Good so luck with that. With that. I'm ready. That's been taking up most of my gaming time because I recorded a huge backlog like two weeks back because of spring break and 
things. So that was fun. Uh, I'm still playing Story of Seasons, although a little bit less often than I did last time I talked about it. But that's still happening. And I've also actually started replaying 999 in preparation. And I believe I talked about this on the last uh, Virtue's Last Award episode. But in preparation for the escape room this summer that I'm going to. We apparently have one of those by my college, too. People are in really? People are into it. Do most of them usually have, like, more than one, like, adventure event? Okay, so here's the thing. I've never actually been to one. But um, ours is the, from what like, the research I've done, yes. Yeah. But I'm also from California, so that's, like, where all, all the bigger ones are. So, like... Uh, we've got at least one sizable one, because people go to it, like, all the time. I'm so excited for the um, the Zero Escape Room. Is it, is it a Zero Escape-themed one? Yes. Okay. Yes. Ours isn't. Ours isn't that. Ours just has a bunch of different themes. It's like it's at a place that has like a bunch of different themes, but they're specifically running a Zero Escape themed one because it's right around the time the, the new game comes out. Ah. It's it's actually running right now. Oh no, it's not running right now. It starts in like two weeks. I lied. Tickets are available now, but I'm dragging a bunch of my friends. We're trying to get a whole group of us to like go so we can take up all the spaces because it's nine people, obviously. Per. Uh, well, but why? Because, uh, Why do you need nine people? I don't understand. That's how the game works. But we're trying to get a group of nine of us to go so that we don't have to deal with any random people and we can just rely on ourselves. So I'm playing 999 again to prep for that, which is fun. I actually forgot how funny 999 is. And that's honestly about it from me. And I could talk about Dandelion for, like, all podcasts if you want me to, but super fun. We talked about Dandelion last podcast, too, didn't we? I think I talked about it a little bit. Then Stefano and I went off on Phoenix Wright tangents, and it was the best thing that ever happened. All right. Speaking of Phoenix Wright. <laughs> so my, and my some wish ancient was- empire that's making a presence or something my, like that. My wishes were confirmed. Maya is confirmed for the new game. And everyone else's wishes, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure Paul's still in denial. <laughs> I don't think he can believe it until... He, I tweeted about it and he was like that's probably not her it's probably someone dressed up as Maya and I was like no Paul like it's actually really Maya like seriously and he's like I don't believe it and I was like all right solid you play through you the do whole that. game the final twist is that it was it was a ghost oh no. they just, um the uh for the Twitter campaign that was going on during that live stream we had to tweet like a hashtag a certain amount of times to get rewards and um, they just released, like, an anime intro to the new game. It's glorious because you get to see Maya again, and she looks great. And um, the new prosecutor, I'm thinking I'm going to develop a serious thing for him. He's pretty cool. Also, Edgeworth was confirmed for the local, like, one of the mini episodes. And if they don't localize that, I am going to Japan, and I'm going to throw a riot outside of Capcom's headquarters. <laughs> I want to look at by yourself. I think it has a different name if it's just one person. Shut up. I'll bring people with me. Drag your friends along to that, too. Yeah, I can drag them to that. Yeah, I know. Anna, you should totally look it up if you haven't seen it. The subtitles just got, or like the subs just got released a few days ago. I'll look that up, but I want to look up Paul's tweet about that because it was actually really funny. I think I, I, it was a while ago. I hope you can still find it. But, um,. There's one yeah. that says, you guys, that's not Maya. That's a humble piano player. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's, yeah, it just, it looks amazing. Like, I'm very excited for this game. It's going to have a bunch of new mechanics. And uh, they gave a Japanese release date that's, like, this summer. So hopefully that means I'm speculating a uh, September, October release for us, maybe, at least by the end of the year, I'm hoping. That will get the game as well. That sounds about right. Because Phoenix Wright, I feel like, is one of those. Because, like, there's the November games rush, right? Where, like, yeah. all the games come out. And I feel like there's, like, this little period near the end of October where, like, some games sort of, like, sneak into that. But, like, don't go during the big hitting times where, like, everybody's going to be buying games. So they're going to get, like, in terms of marketing, get completely overshadowed. Phoenix Wright feels like one of those late October games. I just, the only reason why I'm hesitant is that I vaguely remember, and I might be wrong about this, I might just be overreacting, but I thought I remembered them saying that they were doing the side-by-side local, not side-by-side localization, but they were working on localization stuff for Daigaiku the Saibon, and that 
did not happen. I don't remember if I'm mixing up that and Dual Destinies. It's very possible that I might be. But we also waited a long time for Dual Destinies after Japan got it. So that's the only reason why I'm putting a hesitance in the, my projected release date. Because Capcom is not very good at keeping its promises when it comes to Ace Attorney. So, to, to its Western fan base. So I'm hoping this time they're going to come through and do, do us right. Because I know a lot of people who are going to be really excited. Mostly how, long, how long did it take for uh, Professor uh, Let me do a quick... Professor Layton versus the same like, amount of time that I'm projecting. Because I remember my friend Noelle and I trying to connect our 3DSs to Wi-Fi at school so we could download the game. It didn't work. We never were able to do that. We had to wait till we got home. Uh, Professor Layton's attorney, I think it came out at least my senior year of high school. And then it finally... Like, I yeah, finally ordered it off of Amazon like, sophomore year of college, which was last year. Yeah, I don't count that, because that was on level 5. Yeah. I think, okay. I believe yeah, level yeah, 5 is right. distribution to them. Level 5 makes Scribblenauts? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm not well-versed in Scribblenauts. I'm gonna double-check what, um, that. Let me, it's probably something else. For Dual Destinies, which is the last one we got, no, it was one. July 2013 in Japan, and then October in, uh, the U.S., which is what I'm projecting for this game as well, Ace Attorney 6, which is, as so far, does not have a subtitle. <laughs> it's just but, like Ace Attorney 6. Um, Maya is a author. And, I found Paul's uh, tweet. She looks awesome. I found Paul's tweet. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> I will never believe Maya's in the new Phoenix Wright game, even when she's in it and they're getting married and I'm the best man. <laughs> See? He's not going to believe it. He's denial. He's gonna, like, get the game, and he's gonna play it. Get to the end and be like, nope, not Maya. (laughs) Dude, there were total shipping undertones in the anime intro. I'm serious. Like, they just (laughs) were just in trial. Like, Phoenix and Athena were in trial against Blackwell, and they go outside, and Apollo was standing outside the courthouse for some reason. I don't know why he wasn't invited to the trial, but he wasn't. And, um... They're standing underneath a cherry blossom tree, and the cherry blossom petals are fluttering down, and Athena's like, hey, isn't Maya's training done soon? And Phoenix, like, looks off into the distance, and he's like, yeah, it is. And we were, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> like, it's finally time. And then they show her standing under a waterfall, like, which like, is great. Actually, like, with water falling on her, or? Yes, under a waterfall, because that's spirit training, apparently. Oh yeah. Um, um <laughs> I have several questions. Okay. Also, by the way, Scribble Knots is made by Fifth Cell, not level five. Oh, that's okay. It's not the same thing. It's not. Level five did make fantasy life though. And Yokai good... Watch, aka Pokemon the uh, ripoff. I for- I always forget about that game. It's not good. Okay, good. From what I've, from what I, I've seen, I, I haven't that. played it, but it's like, it's like you don't even get to battle. Like it's it's all auto battle oh, stuff. That's lame. That's yeah, it's like what's the what's the point? Okay, so, what are your other questions, Joe? My other question. What do you mean, my other questions? You said you, you had, had many questions. questions. Oh, that was that was a joke. I mean, oh. do you want Just, my questions yeah. about why waterfall? Equals spirit training, because that's the joke in this. That's not a joke. That's what they say in the series, like consistently through the entire thing. That sitting under a waterfall is spirit training. Yes. How long does she have to sit under the waterfall? Uh, depends on the type of training that she's doing. There are multiple <laughs> ways to use a waterfall to spirit train. Well, there's the regular training. And How then many different ways training. can you sit under a waterfall? Like. <laughs> Well, in the third game, they cite special training at the Hazukura uh, Temple as sitting under a waterfall and chanting some kind of incantation like 10,000 times, a million times. I f- actually forget what it is, which is embarrassing, but um, something like that. So it's not just sitting under a waterfall. There are other things that you have to do, but waterfalls like are a central parts. part of training for the Korean channeling technique. And... There are different ways to sit under waterfall to train your spirit. I mean, yeah, if you want to put it like that. What about the neck? What about the neck? It, well, how is it not broken? 
Uh, How large is this waterfall? <laughs> like, you're talking like Niagara just, Falls, or like, a, would, could you like just sit under a faucet and get the same effect? <laughs> you have to have, like, because in the first game, would you just take a really long shower? Uh, no, no. In the first game, Maya comes in and asks Phoenix if there are any waterfalls around. And Phoenix tells her to go use the shower. And Maya said that's not strong enough. So he tells her to go to the firehouse and ask them to spray her with the fire hose. And she takes that seriously, goes and asks, come back, and says they laughed at her and they wouldn't do it. So, so we're obviously, it matters how cold the water is and how much pressure the water has. Or at least one of those things. Or at least one of those things. Probably the pressure, I would imagine. Yeah. You can't just sit under a shower. That doesn't count. What if it's a really powerful shower? Then maybe that would work, but Phoenix did not have one. All right. Does that answer all your questions about really, spirit training? I feel like we need to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to podcast number 95, where we talk about uh, waterfalls. All right, why don't I take a stab at what I've been playing? Okay, sure. We'll circle back. What have you been playing? Um, the main thing I've been playing recently is a little game called Stardew Valley, which I think I talked about that I was going to play on the last podcast. I want to play that game so bad. It's apparently Harvest Moon, just on the computer, like literally. Um, That's what I've heard. And I'm enjoying it, but it's not as relaxing as I was led to believe it would be. Because, like, first of all, like, it's got a day-night system, and the days are, like, super short. Like, time goes so fast in this game. It's like walking across the city, like, takes, like, two hours just because of how fast the clock moves. And so oh, it's kind of stressful, but, like, I mean, I'm enjoying it. You, there's no qu- The other thing that I don't like about it is that there's no quick save. The only way you can save is to end the day. And so, oh. like, yeah. Which I feel it's just like I Paul Paul talked about has been talking about this for a long time and I totally agree with them. There's no reason in this day and age to not have a quick save feature. Yeah. Like there's just no reason. Yeah, I agree with that. Obviously there should be you can have it so like a respawn point, so a reset point. Shouldn't you shouldn't be able to put that anywhere if you want your game to be difficult. But you should be able to stop playing the game if you need to stop playing the game. Because we have the technology to do that. Like, you really don't gain anything from not having that ability, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's just like. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I think the only exception to that, and maybe this doesn't, well, actually, I don't even know if I'd call it an exception. I think it depends on circumstance. But if you're, I mean, if you're playing something like, I'm going to go back to dating Sam again. I mean, use Dandelion as an example, because if you, they have a quick save feature, and if you didn't have that, then it would make it a lot harder, but it would also probably make your story more real. So, like, you don't have the option to just go back if you mess something up, because you'd be facing too much of a penalty if you've been playing for a long time, and you don't want to redo everything you did before you made this bad choice. Is this making sense? I don't know. I'm just right, right. No, I, but, I understand what you're saying, but that's not the kind of saving I'm talking about. I'm just talking about something where I can say, okay, I'm going to turn off the game, and I want to just come back to where I am. And you can delete the save right after I come back. Oh, but I just want to be able to turn off the game you, and be able to come back. Okay, I understand what you mean. I understand what you mean. I did not understand what you mean before, but now I, I got you. Sorry. That's Yeah, that, that, they should have that. Any game should have that. Any game should have, like, unless, like, you're talking about something that's already in, like, really bite-sized chunks, like in Pokemon, right? Like, you can't save during a battle. And, like, I can, I can get that. Because battles don't take very long, and you can save literally anywhere else. So it's pretty, like, if you're really that worried, you can just save before a battle, and then at worst you're losing a few minutes of progress. Yeah. But, like, I should be able to, like, if I need to go do something, I shouldn't have to sit around for 15 or 30 minutes to finish up what I'm doing. I should be able to just hit a button, say, okay, and the game says, okay, now you have to leave the game, and we're going to delete this save as soon as you start playing again. And I'm like, cool, but I'm going to close my computer and go to class. Because, like, the days in yeah, Valley in particular, 
they're not like a set time necessarily because there are lots of things that pause the clock. So like depending how much time you spend in your inventory, spend time talking to certain people, if there's like a big cut scene that happens that you weren't expecting, and that can that can really lengthen the day. And so like if you're trying to get to the end of the day and you don't want to, you know, miss your class that you have to go to. Stardew Valley is more important than class. <laughs> Definitely. So you either have to give up on a lot of progress, miss class, or, which is this is the most reasonable option, go to bed at 2 p.m. <laughs> so that's that's my little soapbox for that game. But I am, like, contrary to how I sound, I am really enjoying it. It's just a game that you have to you have to play it, like, at the end of your day when you're not going to need to be doing anything else. And you're not under any time constraints. And it's a game that you play for, like, you really got to play it for, like, a long time, too. You can't really play it in short bursts. You have to, like, set aside, like, a few hours to devote to this. I want to really, play that game. It's long-term satisfying, but it's not really that short-term satisfying. Like, you have to play a couple days, usually, to get something nice and satisfying and saying, okay, I've accomplished something in this game. Right now, for anybody who's played the game and wondering, like, where I'm sort of at, I'm at the beginning of summer, of the first summer in the game. I feel like that's the same way. Well, I mean, I guess this is kind of comparing the same thing, because Store of Seasons is also, like, a Harvest Moon thing. But Store of Seasons is like that as well, and I think it took me, that's why it took me so long to get into, into that game. So maybe that's something that can be said for Harvest Moon games in general for some people. Because I definitely did not feel like I was into Story of Seasons until I got to maybe, like, fall or winter of the first year. And then I kind of understood what I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, that's sort of where I am, too. I spend a lot of my time fishing in that game. I really like fishing. Like, because they actually make that it... That's, like, the thing that I don't do. Well, in, in um, Stardew Valley... In Stardew Valley, they make it engaging because once you get once you get like up one tier of fishing rod, and you can start putting bait on your rod, which bait is really easy to get, then you're not spending a lot of time waiting for a fish to bite. You, like it's pretty instant once you start using bait. And the, I like the like you play a mini game to catch the fish, and I'm a fan of how they mm -hmm. do it. Because there's kind of a random range of difficulty. Because, like, what you do is you have, like, this little bar, and you have the, an icon that represents the fish, and you have this, like, bar on this vertical plane that you can move up by, like, holding down the mouse button. And then when you let go of the mouse button, it starts mm -hmm. to go down. And so what you do is you try to keep that little bar over where the fish is, and the fish can move wherever. And so that's how you catch it. But then there's also, like, treasure you can get, too. And so, like, having to, like... Because if the bar goes too low, then you lose the fish. But then there's a little separate thing that you can get a piece of treasure. So you have to, like, balance, like, keeping the fish bar level high while going up and, like, grabbing the treasure, putting your bar over the treasure for a little bit, and then going back to the fish before you lose it. Because if you lose the fish, then even if you got the treasure in the mini game, you won't get the rewards unless you do the... Unless you actually get the fish, too. So I think right now, uh, fishing is my highest skill in the game. But I mean, like, the treasure, yeah. you get, the treasure you get is, like, really good. Like, in terms of, like, effort versus reward. Like, I've gotten way cooler stuff from fishing than anything else in the game. Like, I've gotten a diamond, which I feel like, I feel like that's supposed to be pretty rare, right? It's a diamond, right? Yeah. Like, Sounds like it. Um, and I've gotten like lots of like lots of rare mining stuff I get from fishing. Like, why do I need to go mining? I can just fish for all of my ores. So, but I'm into it. It's fun. It's still being updated too. I think. I want to play it so bad, but it's not available for Max. Oh, so I cannot. It is very sad. It is the struggle of so, having a Mac. <laughs> Circling back around to Anna, anything else you've been playing? I have. I just can't one remember. You were talking to me about earlier, the horror one. Oh, last month, like almost two months ago, um, I played Franbo, 
which is a point-and-click adventure game. It is also a horror game. It's kind of gory at parts, and it's really, really creepy, but it's such a good game, and I really liked it, and I didn't have any nightmares, and all is well. Um, I've also been playing... There are so many games on my Steam library that I have just not played, and I feel bad. I replayed N Night of the Rabbit, and I forgot how how lovely the game is. It just makes me really happy, because it's cute, and the music's good, and the puzzles don't make me want to rip my hair out. It's another adventure game, so adventure game puzzles. I also played Primordia, which is another adventure game, because that's all I do with my time at this point. And that's really good. It's like post-apocalyptic, robots rule the world type of game. And I also bought, at the suggestion of my friend, Who's Your Daddy, which is a co-op game. Oh, I know game. what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. My little... That the, is that the showers one? No, that's a different one. My sorority little... Oh, then what am I thinking? Uh, shower with your dad sim or something like that or shower with your dad but who's your daddy yeah, that, is a different, that is a different thing yeah let's see who's your daddy then who's your daddy is one. a game where you are either the baby who is trying to die so like actual oh, children yeah, who, yeah, yeah. yeah okay I, like I stick their fingers or stick that. things in light sockets or drink bleach or something like that actual like parent health or you're the father who is trying to prevent the baby from doing any of this. And my little told me to get it, like and I haven't played it with her yet, and that makes me angry. They're still updating that, right? Because I feel yes. like there were lots of balance issues last time, I, when it was first making the round. Yeah, there are a lot of... I think there were a lot of bugs, at least when I saw when I saw people playing it. And I'm, I'm sure there are still bugs in it, but... I think, like, one of the things is, like, if you got, if you got the... Like, the batteries, like, there's some batteries that spawn, mm -hmm. and, like, they they poison the baby. Yes. But, like, to, like, get them out of the baby's reach, you'd have to, like, pick up each individual battery and take it out of the baby's reach. Yeah, I Which haven't... Like, but the baby just has to click on them, and then it gets them. Yes. So, like, that's kind of unbalanced. I think you can lock yeah. cabinets. I could be wrong, though. Because those are in like an under the sink. You can lock all the cabinets, but you don't want to do that until you get the pills. And by the time you get the pills, the baby has already got anything in the cabinets that it wants. Yeah. Also, like the bathtub, like just doesn't work. Yeah, I think I. Because it takes so long. Yeah, I haven't really played it at all yet, so I'm just waiting until my friend, until I can message her, be like, "Hey, play with me." But yeah. And then the other game I've been playing most recently is Read Only Memories, which is another point-and-click adventure game because, God forbid, I play anything else. And it's a cyberpunk game, and I love it, and it's cute, and it's funny, and it's, yeah, that's that's all I really have to say about it. I'm not good at describing things. <laughs> I've also been playing Smash some more, but not very often. I need to start playing Smash again. Fight me. That'd be a good idea. That's literally what I say. <laughs> I'm not very good, though. Yeah, that's what I say to everyone who has uh, Smash. When I find out they have um, Super Smash Brothers, I'm just like, fight me, and then I lose, and then I'm like, well, crap. I'm going to have my Wii U college next year, so I'll fight anybody. Fight me. I am hoping that I will have enough to afford a Wii U this summer. I won't. Right. I start working. They go out of production. That's amazing. Yeah, so if I need to get one now... You're not going to make any more Wii U's. No. Well, I'm going to get one because I need to play Xenoblade. And then there's the there's the rumors of the, the NX. I think that's what it's called. The, the next... That is what it's called. The next console. Ha 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 ha. Yes. Ha 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 like, it's just really? been, like, months of fake leaks. Like, there's nothing, yeah. there's no news about it. There's I, none. It's all fake leaks. Nintendo. Nintendo, please. Yeah, we'll see stuff at E3, I'm sure. Oh, I'm, I'm absolutely positive that we will. This year. 
because they curious. made such a big deal about not talking about it last year. I'm curious to see if um, Zelda Wii U, what that path is going to take. Oh, yeah. That is something I'm very interested in as well. You think, you think they're going to pull another Twilight Princess where there's a game, where they, they had a GameCube version and a Wii version, right? And then Skyward Someone Sword. asked me that very recently. And then Skyward Sword came out at the end of the Wii's life cycle. Yes. And then there's been Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD. I think, and this is just what I think, because I don't know. It might be the Wii U's last hurrah because I think they might surprise us at E3 with a super soon release date because Lord knows they've been pushing it off enough that they've got to have a significant portion of it done by now, right? Maybe this is just my optimism showing. Like, okay, is the are the people who work on the HD remakes? How much of the resources that go into the HD remakes are pulling from the Zelda resources that make the new game? Right? Because, like, with Pokemon, like, there are two different teams. They make there's the remakes team. I and believe the, for Zelda it is as well. Because they've think made it is too. they've made like how many remakes have they made since Skyward Sword? There's been Ocarina of Time 3D. Did they do Majora's Mask 3D? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. So Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, uh, Waker, and Twilight Princess. Like, first of all, what's going to happen to that team? Like, they're going to get to Skyward Sword. I have a reason. Skyward Sword HD. Oh, I like that game's art style. It doesn't need to be remade. Uh, Here's why I say that. I do have reasoning behind my opinion. It's because what? on Amazon, there's already a place to pre-order The Legend of Zelda on the Nintendo Wii U. And it says it will be released on, which means by, December 30th, 2016. So, what? Yeah, it's going to be released by the end of the year. It's been, it's, been on the, it's been on here for actually a really long time. Hmm. I've had it on my wish list for a while. Added, I added it June 18th, 2015. So it's been on here forever. So I am of the opinion that it's going to come out on the Wii U, and it's going to be before the end of this year. I have so much good stuff on my wish list. I really want all of this. E3 is this summer, right? Yes, in LA. Are you going? It's usually after Anime Expo. Uh, Did you ask me if I was going? Isn't that something that you've tried to do before? The the E3 is not open to the general public. You have to have a press pass or be like a big name lp to get in. Let's get so I, I don't understand why you're being, um, why you don't think that you'd be able to get in, Diana. Uh, well, I don't have any credible place to show my work right now. Yeah, you do. The site's still live, technically. Yeah, but you can't see it. Can't. Well, I actually have checked recently. Um, I mean, the... Yeah, you have to have a certain... I think you have to have a certain amount of... There's like, there's, because I've looked into it before, and there's, um, it's like certain requirements that you have to have to get an E3 press badge. Hang on, I'm going to look it up right now, actually. Make Game Cola reputable enough that we can send people to E3. Yeah, that's, I could, I would totally go. We're a news source. We're a news source, technically, kind of, if you want to ignore all of the, um, Uh, uh, fake news. Online reporters. If you want to, if you want to ignore fabricated news and only pay attention to Diana's, Diana's, I have to have a business card. Oh, with my. We can do that. Yeah, we can. That's easy. Someone, Jetty, make me a business card. You can make your own business card. It's super easy. And URLs to my articles with my name and title appearing in an editorial capacity. And my articles must have been published within the last three months. That one might be trickier. Yeah. Yeah. What must meet minimum site traffic requirements? Oh, I could be an industry analyst, right? Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> no. That or we just get your um, Let's Plays a million views somehow. If we do that, I mean, people keep like, like watching in the refreshing. All of those people get to go. Yeah. So, like, I should get to go. Here, let's just look up. Let's just look this up. Hang on. Oh, it's really expensive. Jesus. <laughs> Send Anna to E3. Here, start a, um, start a trending um, start. 
Hashtag. On- You're trending. Yep. Is this, like, is the show open to the public? No, E3 is not open to the general public. It's a trade event and only professionals will be allowed to attend. You must be part of the interactive entertainment industry. <laughs> part of the interactive entertainment industry. I'm not a very prominent part, but I'm a part of it. Lame. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. It's a goal. I wouldn't even have to go. I, I could totally just drive there every day. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have to pay for hotels or anything. Hotels or anything. It's only an hour away from me. How much is to it? To register, please. I'm just going to I'm just gonna try. I'm just going to look. <laughs> How much Hold does on. it cost to just go? I don't know. Hang on. I'm looking. It's, it's still loading. Badge information. Oh, never mind. It doesn't say how old it is. No one under 17 will be admitted. Oh. Okay. Well, that's not a problem. That won't be a problem. Uh, registration. Oh, wow. It's like actually, actually a thing. Uh, I don't know if I should, should do this. Hold on. I don't want to pay for it. Do it. <laughs> is there a frequently asked question of how much is it? Well, if you don't give them your credit, as long as you don't give them like credit card information, they can't actually charge you. It's a VIP buyer section. I don't think you need that. No. We need, we need like LIP buyer. Like LIP. Oh. Apparently there was a frequently asked question for it and I just didn't see it. Oh, it's the second one, of course. Okay. Um, Expo pass. Three days show floor pass. Oh, wow. That is a lot of money. How expensive? Uh, $795 oh, well. to get in. All right. Let's start. Um, we'll start a Patreon. <laughs> yep. Who wants to fund me to go to E3? It'll be fun, right? We can have rewards. I already tweeted the hashtag. Tweet the hashtag. Everyone tweet the hashtag. Uh, Hashtag send Diana to E3. Look, like, you don't even, all I have to pay for is the pass. You don't have to pay for anything else. No airfare, no hotel, nothing. I already live there. We'd have to, we'd have to, you would realize that that would be like $700 in like two months. Yes, I do. No, it's it's not till July. Oh, July? Okay, sorry. $700 in four months. Three months. June like, 14th to 16th. I thought it was after Anime Expo. That's more, than, that's more than $200 a month. Come on, guys. You love me, right? They love me. It's okay. Come on, friends. <laughs> uh, that would be so great, though. I would totally do that. It would be so much fun. Get to meet a lot of people. Like, just hang out. I think, because, like, I think media passes are less, which is why. But, like, yeah, you just have to show that you're a part of the entertainment industry just show them the i don't know like if they'd accept that. my my channel my youtube channel as a legitimate part of the interactive <laughs> entertainment industry i don't know i'm just but in, all, ser- in like- all seriousness in all seriousness like game cola in principle like obviously when we're on hiatus it's not the best time but in principle game cola does fall under like the oh totally category so just we need to get the site back up by um, a decent amount of time so I can write three articles really quick and pretend to be a media person, right? That'd be fine. I don't know. Totally. I've fine. always wanted to go. Like, I always watch it online, and I'm like, this is an hour away from me. Like, why Why do I not just go and stalk the outside? Yeah, just stand it's outside and like, let me in. to be in two weeks because... It's at the same place as Anime Expo. So, like, I literally am going there in two weeks after E3, which is very sad, but true. So, yeah, um, if anyone wants to um, donate some money to send Diana to E3, email podcast at gamecola.net. Do not. We will... <laughs> or you can email me. Direct- you just tweet me. Just tweet me. That's legitimate, right? Just do not, do not tweet any sensitive credit card information. Oh, no, 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 no! I was not suggesting that. that. Don't, no, no, that. don't do that. Bad. Don't do that. Just, we'll talk. Just kidding. We're not going to talk. Yeah. Okay. That conversation has been exhausted. <sighs> <laughs> Maybe someday. I would really like to. How do we even get on that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we were talking about the Wii U and. Uh, yeah, we were about what we think is going to be announced at E3, which is like forever away. So I don't really know why we're talking about it. But I never usually get 
like I never watch E3 and I don't usually look for updates until I see everyone about like everyone tweeting about it. Like, oh, that's- a lot of the time a lot of time I just look at summaries. Yeah. Um I usually I watch the Nintendo one. I always watch Nintendo. The, last year was the first year that I've... I think I missed Xbox. I know I watched Sony because Sony won E3 last year. Like, they did so well compared to everyone else. But I remember I watched Nintendo at work. Like, I was working in the office and I just had it on my phone. <laughs> like, playing. And no one noticed. It was fabulous. But Nintendo didn't do very well last year, so I'm hoping they can... In terms of presentation-wise, so I'm hoping they pick it up for this year. But if they're announcing Zelda, then they've probably already won E3. I don't know. They might talk about the um, NX this year. I feel like they have to, but I they'll. Think, I, I feel think like they'll bring it up. But I think it'll be. I think it'll be very like. Because remember when they first brought up the Wii U and like they literally only showed the controller. Yeah, I remember. And like we didn't know what the Wii U looked like, which I mean makes sense because the Wii U isn't like doesn't have a very particularly engaging design. It's a box. It is a box. That's correct. It's a box. I think, um, but yeah, I think they have to announce Zelda at E3, or because it is for the Wii U. We know that because of Amazon, <laughs> unless they think they're going to change that. But I'm sure there are people that have already pre-ordered it, honestly. So. I think they have to. We'll have to see. Probably the we use last hurrah. Zelda, you, I feel like Zelda are. usually ends up being like either like a first game or a last game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they are planning on stopping production of Wii U, then it will definitely be a last hurrah. And I hope that it does come out soon because. I don't have a Wii U, but my boyfriend does, and I'm going to pressure him into getting it so I can play it. I just need a Wii U for Xenoblade. That's it. I don't even care about anything else. Except for Zelda. But we'll get there when we get there. If we get there. We'll get there. I have faith. Send Diana Wii U at gmail.com. Please, I'm going to go make that email right now. I only, I only need, like... I, I have a substantial amount of Amazon money saved up. Like, um, the other problem is I don't have a, a TV in my dorm room. I'd have to go use the one. You don't need a TV. You don't need a TV. That's the whole point of the Wii. You don't need a TV. Well, I want the full experience. You <laughs> need the full experience. On the game Come on. Nope. Xenoblade is such a beautiful game. It deserves to be on a big TV. See, you're too busy saying Xenoblade when you should be saying Z Yes Blade. <laughs> I hate you. Nice. No, don't clap for that. I'm clapping. Don't clap for that. For that. Don't clap for that. It's too late. <laughs> Take it back. I'm no. proud of that one. That was horrible. It was inspiration. Offended. It came to me. Like, I saw the light and I was like, I can do it. The I can say it. I've smiled upon you. It's say. contextually appropriate. <laughs> Were you really feeling it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, so Diana. There Everyone are many ways to say the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You ruined it. Never mind. Ah, I don't know. What else? Uh, uh Pokemon tournament. I got to play that recently. Oh, is that good? Mm-hmm. I haven't played it yet. So I play. I only. I've only played a little bit. Um, it looks fun. My, a college friend got it on the 18th, and we've only played it that one time. But it does. It's. It's fun. Like I enjoyed it. Um. I, Machamp is my bro. <laughs> I really like Machamp. I've only played a couple of the characters, though. But I feel like Power... I I don't know if Power is necessarily the best, but I feel like Power is a really good one to start out with, at least. And it might continue okay. to still be good after that. But I think... Because I started with Blaziken, who's... So there's different categories. Each of them has a different, like, focus assigned to them, I guess, or something like that. There's Standard, which I'm guessing is, like, a balanced one. And then there's speed, technique, and power. And I think those are the one. I think those are all the categories. Standard, speed, technique, and power. Okay. And so so I really so like the the main sort of there are two main sort of mechanics to the fighting and Pokemon tournament. The first is there's two sort of battle types. There's field and I forget what the other one's called, but it's like an up close. And so field is like when it's all 3D and you can move in all different directions. And then there's a close quarters one where it's 
on a single plane. It's more like Street Fighter, I guess you would say. Um, mm-hmm. the, the way it works is that it has, the other main mechanic is it has this tiered system of attacks where it's kind of like the water, fire, grass triangle where one beats the other and another beats the other and another beats the other. But they also have other functions outside of that. So there's like your standard attack and there is a counter move, right? Yeah. So if you use a standard attack on a counter, then the counter wins and it does more damage. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Um, but if you, there's a grab, and if you do a grab move while someone is using the counter or shielding, then the grab move is powered up and wins, and the, like, the other attack doesn't land. But if you try to grab and someone hits you with a regular attack, that regular attack does more damage. I just remember seeing Pokemon Tournament for the first time at E3 last year, back to E3 again, and I was so confused. It's, it's, but- it's a lot to wrap your head around. But I was, like, interested, and I wanted to play it. So the character... I played Blaziken. That was okay. Then I played Gengar, which was just a nightmare. Because Gengar is a, is a technical one, and it's just... He has really low health. It's just really hard to use him. Mm-hmm. And then I used Machamp, and Machamp was a lot of fun. Nice. Because Machamp's counter actually works. Gengar's counter, like, doesn't work. Like, it's got such a low like, area of effect. Like, the person has to be, like, right in front of you for it to work, whereas Machamps has a much further reach. Okay, that makes sense. And there's also, like, there's a power-up mode that everyone can get. Like, once you take enough hits, like, your bar, your synergy bar or whatever goes up, and then you can do into a super mode. And, like, there's the regular, there's mega evolutions for a lot of them, but then there's also super mode for all the Pokemon that don't have mega evolutions as well. Um, okay, that's like interesting. Machamp, Machamp just turns red. I think a lot of the ones that don't have um, Mega Evolutions, they just have like a color change, or they look very obviously powered up. It's interesting. I really want to play it, but I just do not have the capability to do so because I don't have it. <laughs> Clearly, or Wii, U. <laughs> or Wii U. That is also another important component to playing this game that I don't have. Mm-hmm. Something I, I was going to say going off that. fun games because I don't have any. <laughs> I have no money. I have no money either. So that's I also have no money. What a coincidence. You can play Michael Gray's new free game. Totally could play Michael Gray's new free game. What's it called? It's like doing your It's taxes. like a tax law like, game, right? It's, it's how to do your taxes with like Which animals. is hilarious. And everyone should go play it right now. Immediately. Hold on, let me find that. Let me find the exact name so people can look it up. Um, I just remember seeing him talk about it. Or he was talking about it. I think on the last Virtues Last Reward that we recorded, he was talking about it. He posted it, so. Mm-hmm. He... Oh, I did see that today, didn't I? I showed yes, it to my mom. She was very confused. Have you played it? No, I just I just saw the tweet he posted. Basic tax law. <laughs> Sounds like a useful game. Uh, Argofump. Argle itch.io didn't he do it for a challenge or something i don't remember i believe that was what he told me he did it for like a 48 hour challenge or something which i find hilarious does the irs have you down this year can't understand the federal tax code do you enjoy cute puppy pictures if you answered yes then basic tax law is the game for you in this game, Barky Budget, the dog otter, explains basic oh text. Oh my god. He goes through every line of the form, of the form 1040 step-by-step, simplifying the difficult parts for beginners and offering optional explanations for those who want to learn about the more advanced topics. Interesting. Don't forget, <laughs> tax preparation fees are deductible, so if you pay money for this game, you can save money on your tax return. <laughs> There you go. Free though, so. That's not motivation. I don't know what is. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else that we want to talk about? I want to talk about uh, how when you scroll down further on the featured items page on Steam, when it gives you a bunch of um, recommendations, it's just like, here are a bunch of single player games because you don't seem to like playing with people at all. I'm like, nope, I don't. Mine are all dating sims. I have, like, so dating okay. games, adventure games, and single-player games. So. Yeah, wait, actually, everyone go through their Steam queues right now. 
That'll be interesting for the podcast. Um, oh, it's Ubisoft weekend. Oh, it didn't shut down. It's supposed to be games that... They're recommendations based on different things. Like, most of the ones that I get now are all like, you're, sh- you're being shown this because it's popular and not because we think you'd like it. Yeah, I, I get that sometimes, too. I think most of these are just popular ones because I've gotten, like, Fallout 4... Oh, uh, Undertale. Oh, I have that game. I should gift it to you. It's a good game. You should play it. I'm planning on playing it. I just because it's a game. It's a game that's um like it's supposed to ruin you emotionally or something. Yeah, I haven't beat it yet. Okay. So, uh, like, I don't. I, I I'm um, not really in a position where emotional ruin is really productive for me. <laughs> I kind of need my emotions in stability so that I can you know finish school and stuff. I don't. <laughs> So I think I'll play it over the summer. I also want to play Earthbound first. I want to play Earthbound. Oh, yeah. I have not finished that game. I have have it on my computer, though. So once I play play Earthbound, Undertale is next on my list in that sort of category of stuff. Have I told you what I want to do with Earthbound? Play it. You want to be Paul's time, don't you? I do want to beat Paul's time. I want to beat Paul's time and die less than him without having ever played the game. Yeah. But I, I really, really want to do that. <laughs> but I need to have the capability to edit, like, do split screen stuff first before I can do that. Because I want to make it, like, a race. And I'm oh, going to win. Want, you want his... Do you want to play while his is there? Yeah. Well, I want to race him. Do that in post. No, I would do that in post. I so, just, like, you would just play the game normally, but then Paul's thing would be off to the side. Yes. You wouldn't be commenting on, like, where Paul is in the game. No, I wouldn't see it. Okay. I would just be playing by myself. But that is a goal with Earthbound, so that's why I'm not playing it right now. Okay, wait, I just finally got my Steam to come back up again. Let me see what's in my queue today. Oh, good, looks like some dating sims. Uh, oh, actually, the first one is a dystopian mystery thriller. About small personal disasters that turn into great catastrophes. That sounds good. I'm going to add that to my wish list. Now here come the dating sims. That one looks lame. (laughs) The Steam controller is in my queue. (laughs) That's just confusing. Space Odyssey, that's random. Another Space Odyssey. Um, Another dating sim with mixed reviews, so I'm not interested. Uh, There was one dating sim about, like law that Paul really wanted me to play. But it has mixed reviews, so I'm hesitant about getting it. The only things I'm getting are, like, things that are in early access. Like, everything I'm getting is, like, early access. On the popular Korean soap opera-styled plot. Oh, they they gave me a tiny build game. That makes sense. Interesting. Hyperdimension Neptunia U Action Unleashed. I have no idea what this is. It looks like anime. Yeah, all one of friend already work. owns this, and it is Matt Jonas. <laughs> it's Matt Jonas. Yep. <laughs> oh, Matt Jonas. Then oh, then? a visual novel about yeah. a memory that a boy named Mark tries very hard to forget. Well, this looks strange. Dark I don't know Street. about that. Thank you. Day of the Tentacle remastered. Oh, that came out on Steam. That- I didn't know that. Nice. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Huh. Wow. Who knew? Probably won't. I'm gonna put that on my wish list. Anime things. I do not like anime (laughs) for some reason. Like out of the park. 2017. Day of the showed up in mine. Oh, that's it. I don't have anything else today. That was a surprising lack of dating sims. I'm kind of disappointed. You've probably queued through all the other ones. That's probably true. I do have a very impressive wish list. I screwed up. Wonder. Oh well. What kind of they're having this weekend for Ubisoft. I'll check that out. Are we done? <laughs> We're done. I don't know. I got distracted. All the Assassin's Creed games are on sale if anyone's interested in that. My computer isn't good enough to run any. Are they going to be on sale in two weeks, though? No. Or a week? It'll nope. Just be a week. No. So that's not very useful, is it, Diana? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I forgot that we were actually recording a podcast and I wasn't just talking to you guys. My bad. Why don't we wrap things up? It sounds like we're done.
All right. So thank you for listening to this edition of the Game Cola podcast. If you'd like to write into the podcast, we're going to stockpile, I think, a bunch of emails once we start getting back into the swing of things. But if you'd like to email the podcast, you can email us at podcast at gamecola.net. Don't send us money for Diana to go to eat. Yeah, please don't actually send joke. money. That's please don't actually. Joke. No, guys, don't actually be, do that. Be careful with your money over the internet. I'm, tell, I'm telling you that. Don't actually do that. Also, you can go out and check our actual internet website, GameCola.net, Gaming Outside the Mainstream. Where you'll see a hiatus article because we're still not back as far as we Well, we might be by the time they listen to the podcast, so you Maybe should you go check. Know. You should go check. Um, you can also check us out on YouTube, gc.net, the letter G, the letter C, the word dot, and the word net. Um, you can find a bunch of our other podcasts there. You can find Let's Plays and other stuff, mostly uh, mostly gameplay stuff, aside from the podcasts. Um, you can find us on social media if you want to stay up to date with us on that. We've got a Facebook, just search Game Cola, a Twitter, search Game Cola, a Twitch channel, Again, search Game Cola, and we—if you want to listen to the podcast on iTunes, you can check us out there, uh, and rate us highly if you like us, because that's a cool thing to do on iTunes. Miss anything? Did I miss anything? I think. I don't think so. Thank you, right. got everything. Well, thanks again for listening, everybody, and we will see you next month. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I'm playing Pokemon now. Oh, like Diana. at the moment. So at the moment, enthusiastic <laughs> about the podcast as always. I can multitask. Clearly, you don't know how long I've been playing Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Not that long. I just started like two minutes ago, <laughs> and I'm just organizing my boxes, mm-hmm. not actually doing anything.